0: Awesome. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. Good morning. It's, good. it's good. to see you all again this morning. Mm-hmm. Did you have a good uh, a weekend so far? Yeah. everyone's yes. like a little bit relaxed today. <laughs> it's it's Yeah, uh, it's one of those like a weekend where It's just it's just quiet and relaxed. But it's a good thing. Um, it's quiet and relaxed, but again, still the. the the Lord is is constantly moving. He's constantly working in our lives. Um, no matter how we feel, and no matter how our, our circumstances. Um, before I start this morning, there was an article a few, I think, last week or so in the news. Where it, it talked about a, a company here in in, in that they are looking for stuff or for ways to reduce. Food waste. Um, that is, it, it's it's quite a, a good thing, I think, because you see, here in Namibia, there's more and more people that we can see that are hungry. You know, um, that they don't have the resources to buy food, but there's so much food waste, and there's like, there's ways means that we can use and have. To help these people thank you airplanes to help these people better and that's that's something we see in the physical but also in the spiritual days so much we receive from God especially the authority of God and the gift of God that we don't use and goes to waste and I want to talk a little bit about that this morning but um but before I start let's just let's just pray thank you again Lord for this morning Lord God we thank you that we can be in your house this morning we thank you Jesus for everything that you are doing we thank you that you are a great God we thank you Lord, that you are an awesome God. Yes, Lord God, we trust in your greatness. We trust in your glory. We trust in your power. We trust in your love for us, Lord Jesus. And I pray, Lord, that through this message today, that the hearts of our our people will be opened, Lord Jesus, to receive your word. And I pray, Lord, that we will be encouraged this morning to do your will, Lord Jesus, and to see what you see, to do what you do, Lord God. Yes, Lord. Because we, we, we know, Lord, that the, the fight that we fight every day is a spiritual fight. And it's a, a, a battle for your glorious kingdom. And I ask, Lord Jesus, that you re- reveal yourself to us this morning greater greater measure and I ask this in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. So I'm not sure about you guys but um, for myself I don't like to waste the food. Um, I always say when we, we go to a, a restaurant and there's a, a buffet I see this as a personal challenge, <laughs> to eat this much and to eat everything, because the food will go to waste. So it's always, it, it's a good thing, I like it, but afterwards I feel a little bit bad. <laughs> but why do I feel bad? It's because I had more than I had to have, you know, it's, um, I ate extra, I ate hers as well, and the people next to me, I ate theirs, like, I ate everyone's food just because I can and I see this as a personal challenge but but, but, uh, but even in, in scriptures we can see you know that the Lord hates waste. He doesn't like us into waste and things. There's this story of Israel and I think we all can relate to when, when they were all in the desert and the Lord gave them food every day that they should pick up and that they can use in that day, and, and all the extra food that the people picked up to keep for the next day because that's what we do, we, we, store, we store up. I, I always go, should I say it a camera? Sometimes at a wedding when I take pictures I take some food and I put it in my pocket for later. <laughs> okay, that's not what we should do. So the Israelites sometimes they picked up extra food because they want food for later, midnight, you know, the midnight, the snacks, and for tomorrow. And what happened with those food? The drug throw it went bad. They were uh, um, 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 that the Lord sent uh, uh, maggots to 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 what, what do you call it to to eat the food, and it went um, the, the bad. And there's something we can learn from that, that what the Lord gives us today, the blessing that He gives us today, He wants us to use for today. Amen? So there's a fact, and I think there's a slide for that also on um, on, on the board, a fact, and it says that god is going to bless you according to your appetite for him so it's 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 about how hungry are you for him this day today for what he has put in your mouth and in your hand today because if you're not hungry and for him today he might take that food and give it to someone else um, And that's what what I would like to to, to share with us today, this morning, you know, God wants us to live for today, for what He has put in our hands today. We can't, like the Israelites, we can't eat the food from yesterday because it's old, it's full of maggots. We can't, today, eat the food of tomorrow, because we haven't yet received So that's why also the Lord says, don't worry about the tomorrow. Like you live for today, for what has given you today. But the thing is, we... Um, I've, I've seen it as well with myself, and the Lord is really convicting me on this is we like to think about what tomorrow may bring and when we have an idea what it might bring, so it's all up in the air, so we take the stuff that's all up in the air, what it might bring, what, it, what may happen, and then we begin to worry about what may happen if this happened, and we begin to worry about tomorrow. We, 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 we tend to begin to stress about it and everything, and, and there's these are, is, a is, 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 is saying that's is, say like, what happens when we worry about tomorrow? We begin to, to feel tomorrow's pain. It can be physical pain, it can be emotional pain, it can be whatever pain. But you know what that, that, that makes us, us do then, that pain? And there's also the other slide. Our pain that we then have, it cancels out our appetite for God and what He has for us. Because we're so stressed about the tomorrow and what tomorrow will bring, and sicknesses and diseases and whatever else, and work and relationships and stuff, that we we put off a focus, not, on a, not anymore on on the Lord and what He wants for us, but on that. So we begin to lose our appetite for this. I've seen with myself, I've got a little bit of a sweet tooth. Age, so. I eat a block of chocolate, just a little block, and it's lacquer. So I want one more because this one was lacquer. And the more I have, the more I want, the more I eat. The less slabs are left in, the <laughs> in our fridge because I eat everything. So, the thing I want to say is if, if, you, if you keep on with these things, worry about tomorrow, then you're going to get more hungry for that stuff because that's what you focus on. And it causes you to pain, to have the pain, and that pain takes away the these. The and is in the hunger for God and what happens then, we move away from our authority in God because when we are, when we are here with Him, we focus on Him, we are hungry for Him, so we stand on His authority because we are with Him all the time. But now we worry about tomorrow, what will tomorrow bring, what will happen here, what's going to happen with my money, with my finances, with my health, with this, with that, and it's all that, so we move away from God, we move away from His protection, so that flow of anointing and authority from God is not on us anymore. And that's what I would like to speak about today is our uh, position of authority. Okay. Uh, so you know there's many of us that we, we like to, to save for a rainy day. And it, it's not just, I'm not speaking about, money. Mm, n- I'm speaking about our lives in general. There's always something that we still need to do and get right with, and then I will live my life to the fullest. Like I will go out with my friends. I will t- 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 I will t- t- do that, that hobby that I always <coughs> wanted to do. But for today, I'll, I'll just wait. I'll save it for a rainy day. So it means that we don't live our life to the fullest every day because we're waiting for better days. But will there be a more better day than today because it might be the last one today so it's actually the best place to be is where you are today. And again that's why Jesus taught His disciples and He said, prayer that said give us today our daily bread Lord give us today yesterday's bread Lord give us today tomorrow's bread no 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 he said give us today today's bread that we can live today That we can live today to the the, the, the fullest and and the Lord wants us to live in the here and now. Because why? He knows if we stress about tomorrow, if we want to eat the food of tomorrow, the worries of tomorrow, all the worries that was, then we won't get the real food He wants for us today. And our our focus is then away from Him. And we are not positioned to be in that place of authority. Make sense? Yeah. hope so. You're all today very quiet. And it's a quiet Sunday, so it's all good. We only had uh, two airplanes in the past. <laughs> I count them. <laughs> but wait, there's more. Donkey not <laughs> So and we, we actually can, can see the same thing when Israel were in the, the the, the days, you know, the times where they were uh, 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 obedient to God, they stayed under His authority. They stayed with Him and they walked. When He walked, they stayed, when He stayed, it went well with Him. They walked in that place of authority and everything worked out for them. They were healthy, It said that in, in those times um, and they were aligned with God. There were no sickness, no diseases, no old clothes and shoes. that actually they grew with their shoes. They didn't need to do anything, because they were aligned with him. They walked with him. They were under his authority and covering. So the they, um, position was at the right place. See, the, 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 the main thing when we talk about the authority of, of God is it goes to, together with the, the, the power and the signs of wonders that it talks about in Corinthians 12, in Corinthians 12. And those signs of wonders um, and those nine gifts, it's, it's actually the basic building blocks for every believer not just for those guys over there, not for those believers, those believers, it's for for everyone. How can I say that? Because it says, it says in Mark 16, and it's on the board, it says, um, and these signs, that's all the gifts of the Spirit and everything, and these signs will follow those who believe. Now let's stop there. Who are those who believe? Is it the guy that he's been doing full-time church for the last 50 years? He's got a beard and everything, he wrote some books like he's, he's been with God, he walked the walk, or is it the guy that he literally today woke up, came to church, and gave his heart to Jesus. He now believes. So, will this guy receive the gifts, or will this guy receive the gifts? He believes. He only just believed, so he also believes. So it's not just for the few, select. Scripture says it's for all those who believe. These signs will follow them and it says in my name they will cast out the demons, they will seek with new tongues, they will take up serpents and they drink anything and if you drink anything deadly it will by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. So it's actually for all who believe. But we need to understand that there's a position of authority that goes along with that belief. Amen? And the Lord intended this power and authority to be the normal experience for every believer. It's it's actually It's actually that place of authority that comes with the signs of wonders and the gifts of the Spirit is actually the starting blocks, the building blocks for our walk with God. It's something that we all should live out every day. It should be the norm because that's the building blocks as a believer. There's another saying that's saying, and I love this actually. It says that the the Lord called us, and some of us as believers, he called us to be pioneers, not settlers. What is a settler? As Nuburki should know what a settler is. We came to settle in Cape Town. But then we We smelled cold, so we settled in Joburg. (laughs) It didn't satisfy us that much, so we we smelled the wildlife in Namibia, so we came here, built farms, and now we settled here, and now we settled. (laughs) God didn't call us to be settled, settlers, to just sit and be. He called us as believers to be pioneers. there's things that he wants us to do. He's he says, here you are, here's your authority, here's your anointing, here's the gifts. Now go be. Go be the church. Go go represent me. Go represent my kingdom. So the thing is just we need to know where we stand with God. Do we stand under his authority? So that we can receive his authority? Or do we stand next to him? Oh, one foot in the water, one foot not. Like what is our, our position with God? Is that it determines the amount of authority that we have in Jesus? And what happens when we walk in this authority? What happens when we walk in the authority of God? When we are aligned with Him and positioned with Him and we receive that authority from Him and we actually apply it in our lives, one big thing and it helped me a lot is my faith grows. Your faith grows Because why? Now you see the outworking of God in you and through you and you see the results. And us, the people, we, uh, we, we do things the upside way of the kingdom. So we sometimes do it the other way around. We first want to see to believe. So it, it helps us. Uh, and, and the Lord knew he's, He had grace uh, on us because He knew we first want to see before we believe. So now. Again, when we step out into that authority, when we pray for the sick, we drive out the demons, we exercise the gifts of the Holy Spirit with that authority, we see the results, so our faith begins to grow. Well, begin to step out and your faith will grow. Well, begin to step out and your faith will grow. We have to step out. We can't stand still. So so the the first outworking of His authority in our lives is our faith grows. And the more we have faith, the more also we become like Jesus. We begin to be Christ-like because Scripture says that we must become holy. Because He is holy. So we, we do it, the more, the more we do it, the more we position ourselves in that place of authority, the, the more we receive Christ's likeness. The more we receive Christ's likeness, the more people see Christ in us. The more people see Christ in us, the more the kingdom of God grows and because people are attracted to the light. Make sense? And who knows the story of the prodigal son? Yes. Oh what was the in a couple of applause. I think it I think it was applause. Yeah? In a VX. Oh, I shouldn't say those things. I had a head, it's a bit sad but hey. <laughs> I like my Indian car, like I said it smells like the car. <laughs> so there is a story about the prodigal son, um, he took, her, he took his, his whole inheritance, and he said, he said hey dad I want my stuff, he took everything, you know, all the health and everything, he took it, his laptop, his household, and he, pff, he left, he left to far off land. And he went and he lived a really rebellious life. He had that, um, this is not at anyone this morning, but he had that, you don't owe me anything attitude. <laughs> you don't tell me anything attitude. Um, like I take my money, I take my things, I take my, my inheritance, you know, I go do my own thing. You don't tell me anything. I've got my own relationship with God, I don't have to come to church because it's me and God. I don't have to, to serve because it's me and God. If you if you can't build a relationship with someone that you can see, how can you have one with someone you can't see? That's not an excuse. So He took his stuff. He lived a rebellious life, and and soon in that land where he lived, there was a famine. So now he lost everything. It's like it's like some individuals. Oh, should I say this? (laughs) Yes, why not? Um, They bought Bitcoin. Bitcoin dropped. They lost everything. (laughs) Chaos, chaos in their life. Now everyone is at fault because. This one said this, and this one said this, and they lost everything, so it's everyone else's fault. It's not my fault. So, because this, this, this somehow he, he went and he, he squandered everything, and when the land itself became poor, physically poor, virtually poor, he also became poor in every sense. You know, he'd be lost. Everything: no money, no house, no wife, no car. And he also became spiritually dry because he was living in that dry land. And there's a principle that we can learn from this guy. Is because he didn't learn to to sow, to sow back into the kingdom. Because he didn't um, learn how to sow, he didn't sow, and then he didn't reap, so he became poor. And I'm not talking now just about money, I'm talking about um, everything. What he did is, he did sow, but he sowed in the wrong things, so he reaped the wrong things. He sowed into the world, into everything that's lacquer, and he received temporary things that passed away, and he was left physically poor and spiritually dry. Because he moved away from that place of authority from his his dad, his household, with his father. And, and, and I think that's for us is what a, a, a good lesson that we need to stay close to the house, close to the father, so that we constantly have his authority, has his blessing and also his protection. Amen? So, in essence, also with this is that we shouldn't waste our, the gifts that the Lord has for us. And here's a hard thing as well with waste. I'm just going to have a quick sip. Where's my nose? That we shouldn't waste the gifts that the Lord has for us. That gift includes our authority. Here's the hard thing is is and it's it's especially something for us as a church, as a whole. If we only exercise those the gifts that we have and the authority that we have in church, like here. Waste in a certain sense, in a certain sense, not always in a certain sense, because why the Lord said for us as believers, Here's your your gift, your anointing authority, now go and make disciples. So we can preach to each other, we can talk. We can talk with each other all the time, but there's a need for us, there's a calling for us, there's a command from Jesus to go out into the world to apply those gifts and to go out with authority so that the people can see the kingdom of God there where you are. Because here 99.9% of us know God, We, we know His gift, we know everything. Which is a good thing, we just still need to learn to always apply it. But then not just here, but how do we apply it in our workplace, in our houses, our families? How do we use what we have, and the authority what we have, where Jesus put us? Amen? Amen. So, and now I'm talking to us as believers as well. That the, the, the Bible is actually, it's a very good book, it's sometimes a very challenging book for us. And um, Why do I say that? If we as believers, if we want more authority of God, if we want more, then that what we have we must leave behind so that He's a authority can come and fill that place. And there's still so much things that we hold on to. But he says, if, if you want more of me, if you want more of that authority that I have for you, there's some things you need to let go. I'm go my sucky issues. I like my issues people recognize me because of my issues, everyone knows about my issues, so if I leave this behind no one will see me, I will be alone. We, we like to walk around with our issues where the Lord said, if you want more of me, leave those things behind and then I can give you more, amen. So that's number one, you want authority, then Give away what you have. You have to die to yourself. Number two is, we want more revelation. I want to know what what Johannes knows. Johannes, he knows about prophetic stuff and dream stuff. I want to know what he knows. I want to know what that dude there on YouTube knows. It's fine. But What is it that you know now that you will also need to remove to get more from God that he can reveal more because there's there's a lot of there's a, a lot of things that we, we we grew up with there's a lot of the mindsets that we have that we do not want to change there's a lot of things that we want to keep holding on to, we want to keep holding on to addictions, but the Lord may bless my health, huh? No, you, you need to leave things behind if you want to get that fresh revelation from God of who He is and what He wants for your life. Um, amen. And what happens then? When we release these things, when we release these things that are holding us back, we're stepping again, we step, we're, stepping under, um, we're stepping closer to God, we're stepping under His umbrella, His protection, and what flows from, from God then flows to us, His authority, His anointing, His power, and we can see the kingdom come opens up our eyes. So, back to the, 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 the prodigal son, oh, 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 um, what happened with him when he was away in that, that, the land I and mean, when he lost everything, because he lost everything, and the, the land also became dry and poor. He came to a spot where, Man, he was hungry. Not sure if there's anyone here that has been hungry, but this guy's been so hungry that he went to stay with the pig in the pigsty, to eat what the pigs eat. Same today as back in the day, what did the pigs eat? They eat all the junk, all the leftovers, all the scraps, The the throat food, what is rotten animals? Spoiled and rotten food. He, he ate all, um, all of that because that's all that, they, um, that he had to eat. That's all that he received from, from this society. A lesson from us again. So if we are not under the protection of God, alignment with God under his authority we step into a dry land, we become relaxed with whatever is happening around us. But in the end, we get so used to where we are, we begin to eat what society feeds us. We begin to eat all the junk that society wants. To to, to feed us, we begin to move also in a place of spiritual famine. And what happens when we walk into that place of spiritual famine? We get tempted to compromise. Because here we know everything um, that the Lord has for us, but now over here, we, we still see that stuff, but we also see this stuff. And now we get used to this, we're used to that, you know, it's not too bad. So we begin to mix a little bit of Jesus stuff, a little bit of Uprah Winfrey stuff, a little bit of happiness, Jabalala stuff, And like we begin to mix and everything is okay, you know. God, He loves you as you are. Jesus wants to see you happy, so you, it's okay as long as you're happy as long as this as long as that and it's like we become so driven by our feelings and emotions, which is anyway up and down But now when, it, when we feel good it feels right So it must be Jesus and we begin to, to compromise what he has for us and that instance we compromise Again, we step away from his authority. We step away from his anointing. We step away from this opposition, And we step into the world. And the world is then the one that feeds us. Make sense? Then yeah. there was a point in the... In the um, that son's life, the the, the, the prodigal son's way, there was an extraordinary event that happened with him. Um, If we turn to Luke 15 verse 17 first. Luke 15 verse 17. it, It says the following, but when he came to himself he said, how many of my father's hired servants have bread enough and to spare, and I perish with hunger. So he, c- he came to a, a realization, that's a big word for a, a lefty of a God's kind. He came to a realization that his father's house was full of abundance, was full of goodness, and that if there was enough for the father's children, but even for the slave. And then the next one it says in verse 19, it, it reveals to us that, that there was a glimpse of maturity. It gives us a glimpse of maturity in, his, in, in the Son. Where he, where he truly, this, this desire to step back into his, his father's house, again to, to receive his full, his, his, his full inheritance. Again, okay, it says in the following verse 19, it says in Luke 15 verse 19, And I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired servants. That's massive. What we see here is, is that the son came through, that he was broken and he had humility. Brokenness and humility. So what happened with him? With his brokenness and humility, there came maturity. And with that maturity, that spiritual with maturity, you know he was, he was beginning to take, to take ownership of his situation. He was beginning to take ownership of his position in the household of his father, he was beginning to, to see that he needs to get back under authority. So for him, he saw that, hey, it's not as it was before. I've, I've road myself for a long time, Is you owe me, give me, I need, it's mine, I need to go live my life. No one says anything to me. And that's how we live our lives. Sometimes. Um, so, what, what we see from him is he, he went from give me to, what's it, second second verse 19. He says, make me. So from give me, and now I have it and I'll waste it, to I come humbly back, and I ask God, make me, form me, mold me. So he saw that he can't... Blame his father, the world, the church, or any, any circumstances. He can't blame any of them for his own spiritual dryness and maturity. And something again that we can see from that is, if you are, if you are in a spiritual dry place, if you are. A spiritually in a, f- a foreign land, your, your humbleness and the repentant heart will draw you back to Jesus, will pull you back to Him and again you will be under his, his protection, His authority, His government. Amen. And now the church as well. And we, we, we see this a lot. And it's actually a, a, a sad thing that the, the church today, and again, it's, it's some, it's not all the ch- churches. There's many, many good ones out there. But like that, the, the, the prodigal son, the, the church today as well, walks around in defeat. What I mean by that is, we allow these things, not... In, in church we allow, um, we allow depression, oppression, sickness, a disease and issues. We, we sort of allow those things, because why? If we allow those things, it means that we don't stand under the authority of God. Because if we stand under His authority, we will exercise His authority. And we let his kingdom come as it is in heaven, how so it is on earth. So we will pray and get a, get all that stuff away from our life, away from our church. But no, we we sort of, ah. Only of needs I I don't want I don't want to be vulnerable. I don't want to tell that stuff of the pastor like, what is he gonna think about me? Or, you know, it's like we, there's, 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 there's this constant excuses that we make in our lives, but it, it's keeping us away from here, away from God, away from His authority, and we, we stay here. And we begin to accept sickness and disease and depression and addiction and all the things that we struggle with, we begin to accept it and say, I'm going to die for school and Journey with God. It's good if you're doing something on the journey than just uh, the words like, I'm on the journey. Like, nothing will happen if we don't take that, that step and, and take authority of our situation. And that's the authority that we receive when we are in alignment with God. Amen? Amen. Amen. So, and I believe that the church are in a season that the Lord is opening our eyes. He is bringing us in a place of maturity through our brokenness and a big thing, through our humbleness. It's hard to work with an individual if they feel pride. I always say it's a hard thing. It's, I pray like, Lord, I do not to want to be there. Be aware of pride. Either you submit your knee how do you submit your knee to God, you bend your knee, you surrender to God, or He's gonna do it for you. But we don't want that. So step away from the, 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 the pride, become humble, um, and also. We're in a season where the Lord is opening our eyes and revealing to us the fact that, the, um, that we have that ability to fully operate under His authority. Because why? Jesus went to take the keys back from the kingdom of darkness and He now has all authority in heaven and on earth. And now He said, okay cool, I'll take the keys and the one who the earth, it's all yours, go. Now you take authority. Full access, full authority, not just a little bit, full authority. And we need to begin to see that. And I believe the Lord is working within us to see that more and more. And also He reveals to us as we see here, I think He already talked talk to us that He reveals to us our current position in Him. Are we 100% under Him? Are we 90% under Him? Are we here and are just sort of testing the waters because we don't know what's going to happen? You know, and also He reveals to us opportunities if we're not aligned with Him, if we're not, not under His authority to come back into that position of authority. There's opportunities. There's church. Come to church. There's work school. Do the word school. It's it's something in South Africa. It's on the internet. It's it's not local here, but it's there. It's an opportunity. It's um, there's men's the mornings. There's women's mornings, there's there's opportunities to serve and each of these opportunities is one of the the ways that we have as a church for where we are at now, where, where we can learn more of God, step back into His alignment authority and exercise these gifts and walk in His authority. Amen? So there is opportunities. I um, mean, and I'm nearly done, Isaiah 6, I'm just going to uh, um, read for you from there, Isaiah 6, verse 1 to 3, it says there, in the year that King Uz- Uzziah died, I saw the Lord, high and exalted, seated on a throne. And the train of his robe filled the temple. And that's massive. I would love to see that. I haven't seen that yet. The train of his robe filled the temple. And above him was a him, it's type of angel, each with six wings. With two wings, they, they covered their faces. With two wings, they. Oh, where am I? They covered their faces. With two they, they, they covered their feet, and with two, they were flying. What can we see from that? So these these angels, these angelic beings, they were in the presence of God. They were under His authority. Now, if you look at the number six, six is, is what they say the number of man. Just because man were created on the six day, it's the number of man. So six is the number of man. So get back to the six wings. So with two they like, covered their eyes in the presence of God. So for us what we can see from, from that they were in a, a position of humbleness before the Lord. Two of, of the, the, the um, their wings covered their feet, what it means for us is that when we walk, when we walk in the presence of the Lord, and when we walk with God, we must walk with caution, because why? When we walk with caution and with Him, His life and light is a lamp to our feet, so we walk with Him. If we just walk, then we walk, hey, and then we go there, and then we miss God, so we're walking out of His, in presence, we're walking away from being aligned with Him, we walk, we're stepping out of His authority. And we begin to compromise, we begin to miss what He has for us. Amen? Amen. So when we walk with Him, we walk in a holy lifestyle, a lifestyle where we are set apart. And then there's fruit in our lives and we have a stronger relationship with God. And what happens then, then with the other two wings, like the angels, we soar, we fly because we are with Him and life is good with God, amen. And then Isaiah 6 verse 3 and I'm nearly done. And they, okay, that's of the angels, and they were calling to one another. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord Almighty. The whole earth is full of his glory. Let's read that together. Okay. Holy. Holy, holy is the Lord Almighty. The whole earth is full of His glory. I'm going to read it now in my translation. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord Almighty. Someday the whole earth might be full of some of His glory. Old translation. When you die, Bible It says, the whole earth is full of His glory now. So, why don't we see it? Some do, some some don't. More don't. Why not, as believers, why don't we see the glory of God? It says there in the Bible, and I trust we believe what it says in scriptures. It says, the whole earth is full of His glory. So, and even when, when we, we pray and stuff, and I know it's just a matter of um, semantics, but we ask God, God, show us your glory. Bring your glory. Why? It says, the whole earth is full of His yeah. glory. Already, we just need to recognize it. But why do we not always recognize the glory? It's where is your position of authority? Do you stand on the God that he's a th- a th- authority flow from Him to you? That you can step out and do signs and wonders, and miracles? Because can't remember the scripture, but when you pray for, for someone and they get healed, you must tell them the the kingdom are not here with you knee. so that they know they are not in God's kingdom. So when we are here and we step away, we don't see those things because we are not on the other side. Walking with authority, people will recognize the fruit in your life, and this fruit comes from authority, and and authority comes from a private, personal relationship with God. See, so we all we all receive gifts, and that's what I was the point. <coughs> And um, you can you can put on the next s- s- slide. Um, we, we all receive gifts, um, gifts of healing, prophecy, whatever it is that the Lord wants for us as an individual. Everyone receives gifts, everyone. Even the enemy, the devil, he receives gifts. He just used it wrong. Everyone receives gifts and it says in the word that those gifts that we receive from God is irrevocable. It means that it never gets taken away from us. It's always there. But then there's authority. Authority is something different. It's not a, it's not a, it's not a gift. But it's... It's the correct applying of those gifts to expand the Kingdom of God. Authority, and that comes from a, a personal relationship with Jesus alone, that authority. And that gift of... That authority that we receive is only as good as the one who we received it from. So. If we receive that authority from the creator of heavens and earth, from the one who created authority, it means we have a pretty good deal here. We have all authority over everything on earth. It comes from the highest authority. And the last f- fact that I want to share is your authority is only as deep as the relationship you have with God. I'm going to conclude with a small g- story you know, and then I'll pray for us. is this, um, this interesting story, we all know a guy named um, Moses, huh? who knows Moses, yes? So, what people sometimes miss, this guy, Moses, was raised in the court of Pharaoh in Egypt. He was well trained, he knew everything about um, the Egyptian culture and religion and blah blah blah. And he was very eloquent in speech. But soon after, when he had a a meeting with God, when he had that encounter with God, he said to God, I can't speak. I've got no idea what to say. There was something that happened with him where he was full of pride because he knew everything he wanted to lead egypt or the Israelites out of egypt he wanted to do everything he knew everything he was a leader blah 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 and eloquent and speech and everything but then he met god and with that humbleness of heart and that humility to come back to god and understand god and God's heart for him and what true authority means in the kingdom. He said, God, I don't know what to say. I've got no idea how to lead this people, how to get them out of Egypt and the words to use. Some people said he had a start, I think he had a lift. Anyway, it's an old joke. Um, But he, he struggled to speak. And again, he used that as an excuse. But, but the Lord said, uh-uh. Because you humbled your heart and because you stepped back into alignment with me, I will help you. And that's something I believe that the Lord wants for us as well to know that no matter where you are at with your with your walk with God, where you are, alignment or not with him, he says come, reaching out to you, he says come, I will help you, will not do this alone, before I pray, I'm gonna give us a one minute to two minutes just to To quietly with your eyes are closed talk with God and I want you to ask him to reveal where you are in your position of authority are you under God are you halfway there or are you not there and I want you to ask him that Lord if I'm not there or halfway there what is it that keeps me from coming on the full authority of you. What keeps me from my position of authority? Amen. I'm going to give you for that one minute or so, and then, and then I'll end it for us in prayer. Amen. Amen. What you um, wanted to, um, to ask the Lord, some things that, that I know it helped me is, that the Lord said that your sometime in your life, that's what kept you from me. Was the pride, it was that secret, unconfessed sins. A lifestyle where I didn't, to please God. The fear for the unknown? It was the fear of man? And there's quite a few things that sort of got pointed out of my own life. Is it unbelief? I want you to, if God speaks to you. So Something. it might be one thing, it might be multiple things, then I want you to, to, to pray to Him today and say, Lord, I come before you today and I, I repent of that. I ask your forgiveness for that. I want to turn away from that. And in the Spirit, reach out to God, reach out to take His hand and draw yourself closer to Him again. to take back your position of Jesus that you are the one who holds the key to the Kingdom. Thank you, Jesus, that you have delegated your authority on earth to us, to your church, to believers. Yes, Lord, according to your Word, we are sitting in heavenly places next to you, Jesus, next to the, the, the Father, far above. Any troubles of this world. And Lord God, we come today before you, Lord, and we take back our rightful place as believers next to you, next to the throne. Yes, Lord God, we take authority back over everything that you have given to us. Yes, Lord, I pray that the floodgates of heaven will open. Over our lives this morning. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I pray, Lord, that you will open up our spiritual eyes as we move closer to you, that we can see you, that we can see your kingdom, that we can step into your kingdom, Lord God, because your scripture says that your world, the spiritual world, are more real than the physical world. Yes, Lord God, as a church, we come before you this morning and we want to repent, Lord God, as individuals, but also as a group. We want to repent of any pride in our lives. That we want to do everything ourselves and not allow you in that area. (coughs) We repent from any unconfessed sins, Lord Jesus. We bring it before you this morning. We repent from any... The lifestyle that we have that is not pleasing to you, Lord Jesus. And we repent that we live lives of fear sometimes. Because, Lord God, when we have fear, we have unbelief. We don't have hope. And I pray, Lord, that fear will go away from us now as a church, but that we will be a church of, of hope, a church of faith. Church of belief in you and what you say in your word. Yes, Lord God, I pray for a release of your wisdom and knowledge upon every one of us. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. And yes, Lord, I pray that you will be the one that feeds us, that we have a new hunger and a constant. Hunger to be satisfied by you and what you have for us Lord God and not what the world gives for the pigs Now Lord Jesus, we want you and we want your word. I thank you for that Lord Jesus Yes Lord God let us be a church of pioneers and not settlers creating us lord god i hunger for you we thank you jesus we love you lord god and we bring honor and glory to your name amen